0: Hey guys, it's Caitlin Riley And I'm Monica Siriagi. And welcome to Scaredy Chat, a podcast where we talk about all of our childhood fears, plus a few things that are scaring
1: us right now. All right, Scaredy Cats. So today we're super excited. It's a special episode. We're going to talk to later on David Thompson and Leslie Ann Leal from Amazon's new show, Panic. Caitlin, you know all about this show. So give me like what I need to know. Give me the info.
0: Okay, amazing. So something that you guys should all know about me is that I am obsessed with really, like, any teen drama. But the teen dramas that, like, are particularly exciting to me are what I like to call, um, like, sexy teen, mur- sexy teen murder shows. Ooh. Or sexy teen mysteries, I guess, depending on. Yes. So um, as some of you may know, I also have a podcast about the show Riverdale on The CW. So this is very much my, in my wheelhouse. Panic is based on the book by Lauren Oliver, same name, and it's an Amazon Prime show. And basically, it is exactly the perfect show to talk about on this podcast because it is sort of like a combination of Fear Factor meets Riverdale meets just honestly the most traumatizing high school experience that you would ever have. Um, But basically, so the show is about Heather This girl, who she is in this town of Carp, Texas, she is pretty poor. She doesn't have a lot of opportunities. She really wants to go to college and really make something of herself outside of this small town. Unfortunately, um, for reasons I won't spoil in the pilot episode, that does not work out too well. But fortunately, there is another option, and the option is participate in this game called Panic. And Panic, yes, so Panic is essentially this game where it's over the summer and there's a pot of money. I think it's $50,000 and it's been collected from the high school seniors, I believe since they were freshmen. That's so a everybody lot gives it, of
1: money. So you know from being a freshman that you're donating money that you could potentially win after you graduate.
0: Yes. So I believe it's since freshman year. So it's like a dollar a day. Here's the thing. It is a lot of money, in, except when I tell you what the money is. What you have to do for the money. And so it is basically death-defying stunts, fear-inducing things, um, and these, these uh, tasks, or not tasks, I guess, like little rounds that you play. I mean, they can range from just, you know, scary, like jumping off a high cliff, to, you know, death-defying. And as we learned in the pilot episode, a couple of these teens have actually died. Uh, playing panic that's giving me
1: um saw vibes
0: yes so it is sort of like saw obviously not quite as violent but there is definitely violence involved but the, the concept is essentially you know these kids have what they believe is nothing to lose so they're going to face their fears they're going to do whatever it takes to win this money but of course you know, any game like this, it's not going to be that simple. If it was that simple, it'd be a game show.
1: But right? No, these, these kinds yeah. of games <laughs> are never fair.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. So there is, a, without spoiling too much, you know, there are some people who think maybe this game is rigged. <laughs> there's some questions of, you know, the people who died playing this game. What actually happened to them? Was it just, you know bad luck that they died playing panic and also like where is the money coming from because suddenly the money you know it's $50,000 but does that make sense if everybody's giving a dollar you know is there could there be something more that makes this pool this year when we're starting the show bigger so i don't want to spoil anything too much but basically you will not be disappointed there is so many twists and turns in the show it is absolutely crazy Ooh, but yeah i'm excited course, to watch yeah there's also romance and and cute things also too but hey yeah it's, but so,
1: it's not a sexy teen murder drama without a little romance <laughs>
0: exactly exactly so yeah i think uh, it'll be really fun i'm especially excited to talk to david thompson and leslie ann leal today because i think that they are going to be super fun because they they are basically like the MCs of panic of the game so they're the ones you know kind of giving everybody the play by play sort of like a sports announcer would except you know it's a vaguely murderous (laughs) type of situation and i i don't play sports but i don't think that's very common
1: no i I, i feel they're like the crazy uh caricature people that do the announcing in the hunger games Exactly. Oh, wow. Oh,
0: that's so fun. That's such a good comparison. You know, the Hunger Games would be worse, I think, than Panic.
1: I think I would much rather... so Panic's not like a battle royale situation where you're all thrown in a pit and one person comes out. Right. No, it's definitely not that. (laughs)
0: Though I suppose you are still taking your life in your hands. But it's not quite kill or be killed. Though, you know, I mean, kids are bored. Kids are bored and kids you know we'll do anything you know to get out of their small town and i feel like that's kind of like the ethos of it right yeah that- it seems
1: like you know it it started because it's just like there's there's something to do like the game started as something to do in a small town when it when the town is bored in the summer and i can relate to that being from a relatively small town <laughs>
0: So I will say my high school had a similar, though also obviously not even close to the same kind of thing. But, you know, there was kind of like, oh, the seniors are going to play this big scavenger hunt. And, you know, some of the things were, you know, maybe a little bit not super school sanctioned, but nothing quite like this, um, I will say.
2: Wait, did
1: you did
0: you play at your school? no i did not i did not play um i friends of mine played i did not play um it was definitely i mean i was not cool in high school though i also think i truthfully was not that brave or confident to think that i would be able to like pull that off so Mm. i'm like you know why play to lose (laughs) i play to win so yeah you play when you know you can win Exactly. That's why I don't, you know, I don't play sports. Like I've, I've said before, um, that seems super hard. Um, and I don't do intense scavenger hunts or I don't know, if scavenger hunt is the right word. Um, I don't, I don't. Did you ever think about going on Fear Factor when that was like popular? Yeah, and
1: I never wanted to. <laughs> but I, I had no I interest.
0: <laughs> I always thought about it because when I was a kid and like reality TV was a big deal I always thought oh man I could totally I could totally go on Fear Factor I could totally go on Survivor all these things but then it's like by the time I reached high school I realized how absolutely not that was like that's, that's I I was not gonna do that to conditions exactly. what they're doing
1: it's not easy I all. know I know I
0: so I applaud everyone
1: who does those things <laughs> that does make me wonder though like And anybody listening, please tell us, did your town or did your high school have some kind of panic-esque game where you could play each other and win money or clout or, you know, I'm curious how many small towns do this. I'm just thinking about if anybody was going to play
0: panic without the pool of money and just do it for the clout. Like, (laughs) just just do it for the clout. (laughs) Like, no, all the things they do, which I will not spoil because I'm sure we'll talk about it later, if you were only doing, it, so you could be like, yeah, no, I did that. People could be like, whoa, good for I did you, that. man. Yeah, I feel like that makes you insane.
1: Yeah, probably. I, it's it's for money. It's I feel like the only two scenarios where participating in something like this is believable is you don't have a choice, like in Battle Royale or Saw, or for money. It's the only way. Yeah, of course. Well, I imagine there are also characters in this show who are not playing.
0: Yes, and that it's, that's kind of what is interesting about it. Like, it divides people by, you are playing Panic. Oh, I'm playing Panic, and we're friends. And what's going to happen then? Because, you know, it's suddenly very intense. It's not necessarily like Hunger Games where you're battling each other. But it is like, you know, there are stakes. There are stakes in this show, guys. It is it is pretty intense.
1: Well, I'm excited so, yeah. to hear all about the show and also the real fears of our guests. That's the fun part about today. We've got the, we've got the fictional fears that have to be faced in the show, but we also have the real fears that we're going to hear about from David Thompson and Leslie Ann Leal. All right, about now. Amazing.
0: Well, stay tuned, Scaredy Cats.
1: Scaredy Cats, everybody listening. This is a very special episode. We have two guests. We have double the amount of fear this episode, all right? From Panic on Amazon, we have David Thompson and Leslie Ann Leal. Hi. Hello, guys. Hi.
3: Thank you so much for having us.
1: Thanks for coming on this,
2: the pod. Uh, thank you.
0: Thank you guys so much for being here. So this show, we just talked about it. It is the perfect show for this podcast truly like we could not have asked for better um and we're so excited to talk to you guys because now we're actually going to be talking to the people behind panic about the things that make them panic i guess basically right (laughs) so but before we get into that let's can i give you like a little bit of background on you as people but then also you in the world of panic like who do
1: Leslie, if you in. could, um, Leslie, if you could tell us a little bit about you, Leslie, and then who you are in the show as well.
2: Yeah. So hi, everyone. My name is Leslie. I am from the Rio Grande Valley, which is South Texas, really close to the Mexican American border. That's where I spent most of my life. And then went out to college, got a great family, good people in my life. And in the show, I play Summer Calvo, and, um, she is Dickens, who play David plays, um, like assistant.
3: <laughs> I like to say I think of her as a partner in crime Aww. more so than assistant.
1: Dang. But thank you, that's cool. I certainly
3: couldn't do it without you.
1: Oh yes, I love that. Well, please, David, tell us more about your you and the other half of this uh partnership.
3: Um I grew up uh a little bit north of New York City and lived there for a while. Um, and I've just made my way out to L.A., uh, which moving during a pandemic is kind of a crazy thing to do, but it, uh, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm having a blast. Um, my character is Diggins. Uh, fun fact, his name was initially Diggins Johnson, and then it became Daniel Higgins, because that is um, a real name that you can explain. Uh, but I am the... MC of the games, and um, I kind of lead the people through the challenges and kind of put, um, you know, a uh, a big smile and a happy face on, um, you know, these kids doing these uh, very uh, inadvisable activities.
0: <laughs> very inadvisable is uh, for sure an understatement once you get a little bit later into the show. Uh, but... Wow, I mean, you guys put such a great spin on it. You know, as we were comparing you to Stanley Tucci in The Hunger Games a little bit. Yes, but, yeah, mm. we're like, what would you rather be in Panic or The Hunger Games? So we decided collectively, I think, on Panic because I think you Panic. Ha- yeah. yeah, yeah, you, you have a it's shot. Not,
3: it's, it's- <laughs> It's not assured to end in everyone's death.
1: Right? We were talking about that too. We're like, I was like, is this like a battle royale situation? And King was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, okay, good.
3: In the initial pilot, people were kind of dying left and right. Um, And then I think they were like, oh, maybe we just shouldn't kill off all these kids. (laughs) Maybe not. Um, Right.
0: There's so many people you'd have to hire then. It'd be, you know. Oh, yeah. So many people. But, I mean, that's super fun. So one of the things, you know, I don't know if you've listened to any of our other episodes but just as a little recap so we talk every week to uh different fun guests like you guys about things that scared them when they were kids. And then also we get into things that are scaring us right now. But we asked you guys to send us our, a little, you know, little background of the things that really scared you and you you guys really delivered. Um like crazy delivered so thank you so much for that because you had hilarious stories but leslie your story is a little disturbing to me because you framed it in this email like i don't know i'm not really afraid of anything and then you you said that the the story (laughs) you told was horrific horrifying i'm so nervous i was i i would have and i just think you must be the bravest person in the in the entire world because please tell us your story about this spider if you will
2: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So for the longest time, I think most people, you know, like you, like we mentioned, we talked to Sam Collins, shout out Sam Collins about arachnophobia and being afraid of spiders. I was afraid of anything that, you know, could potentially kill me with a bite of venom. (laughs) And so, um, terribly afraid of spiders. But then one day I uh, woke up and my leg was hurting and I remember I made a joke and was like, oh, I think, I think I got bit by a spider. That would be scary. But then weeks passed by and like, I slowly couldn't walk anymore. And then eventually I started getting a fever and I didn't really tell anybody about this. I thought it was something that would heal on its own and it didn't. My leg just got bigger and bigger. And then eventually I like, like kind of collapsed at school and they're like, you should go to the doctor. And so we did. And they're like, you have a fever. I was like, yep, I do. And, um, I was like, also, I can't walk. And they're like, what's wrong? And they cut my pants and were like, that's a brown recluse spider bite. You need to go to the hospital for amputation. And I was like, what? I didn't even know what amputation meant. But my mom started crying. So I started crying. And then she was like, can we do anything? What can we do? And they said nothing. We got to get her to the hospital. So we went to the hospital. My mom begged and pleaded that something, there could be a different solution. And there was, I ended up like being homeschooled for a little bit and like having different procedures done. But I got to keep my leg. I got a cool scar and it like, you can feel the dent. You can like put water in the dent and like get a because little... <laughs> it's like a little bit of. <laughs> oh
0: my
1: um, God.
2: You after that, I just like Dang. wasn't afraid of spiders. Like after that it was like, well, I feel the worst that could happen is, you know, maybe this. And like now I felt like I had superpowers. Every time my leg hurt, a spider was close by. I was like, I am Spider Man.
1: Spider Woman, Spider-Man. <laughs> oh my god, you are literally Spider Man.
0: So I have to say your reaction to this is so I feel like this just says such positive things about you as a person like such good energy such good vibes because if that happened to me, and then a spider was by my leg every time it hurt I'd be like it's coming to finish the job like that, like that's what's <laughs> happening here that's so concerning to me but i'm so happy you're okay i'm so happy that you got to keep your leg thank you i would also be too. terrified of maybe going to the doctors after that because they just want to
1: they want to chop your leg off it, sound like, it sounds like that doctor was a little chop happy like just we got i'm ready to chop some stuff i want to chop this leg off because i feel like it. that's what it sounds like honestly, <laughs> honestly i, I was can't, can't be... no david please
3: no, Leslie, I can't believe that I've known you for two years now, and, and you've never brought this up. You've, like, never mentioned the time that you were bitten by, like, the most dangerous spider in the world, and then the doctor told you you were going to lose your legs. Like, this is the first time hearing of this. That's wild to me. <laughs> and, and, and you're saying it with such a large smile.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, Leslie has not stopped smiling this whole time telling this story. I, I applaud you, honestly. This is... This is such a good attitude because this would mess a lot of people up. But spiders don't scare you now, which is I think is the most no. amazing part
2: that you have no fear of spiders at all. Yeah, don't get me wrong, they're still creepy. They're still like, mm-hmm. oh, but I'm like, you know, if it bit me, I'd probably be okay. We have yeah. found a solution.
0: <laughs> so David,
1: yes, why don't David. we talk about you and your yes. fears? David, when I read your fear, I was like, I relate to this hard because I was also afraid of this specific kind of girl for a lot of my life. So please tell us about her and your fears.
3: When I was a kid, I didn't really watch many horror movies. Like, I liked spooky things, but not scary things. Like, I was a big fan of like Nightmare Before Christmas and just all kinds of like, Halloween stuff, you know. But when it came to, like, actual horror movies, I kind of seared clear until I was um, a little older. But I re- I have vivid recollections of seeing the trailers for both um, The Ring and then The Grudge on TV late at night, and this image of just these kind of – these these scrawn, you know, these girls just kind of crawling out of TVs and there's always this jerky motion and, or standing in your shower or something. I became very afraid, uh, that I would be attacked at some point or another by a, uh, a little dead girl. Um, and my, I had a neighbor who um lo- who was really into horror movies and he would really love to kind of antagonize me. And I would like w- like I would be like eight years old and I'm walking home from my house and I would be like, Can you walk me to like the edge of your lawn before we get to my lawn, like halfway? And we would get there, and then he would say, Watch out for the little dead girl, and I would like cover my ears, because for some reason that's <laughs> you know, that's like protective. Um, and I would sprint back to my house. But um, There was a little side street next to my house where I guess a lot of teenagers went to like smoke weed and stuff. And so I would, and so if I was like out kind of later in the evening on my lawn, I would, I just recall seeing these figures like standing at the edge of my property or just behind the tree line, uh, just kind of doing their own thing. But I all it, it always kind of was very unnerving to me um, on a, a deep level that there were just kind of people just watching me um, and and they were probably unnerved by me that because I was because um, they were you know high 15 year olds and I was they are like oh
1: there's little kids watching us smoke in this L <laughs> they <laughs> were
3: like, why is he staring at us
1: Afraid for different reasons, so I understand that yes. Leslie, you were having such a visceral reaction to these stories about the ring. Please, please hop in because you look like you have something to say.
2: David, David, I mean, I cannot tell you how much I relate. And it was one of the things I wrote to them about in the email about the Grudge, and I didn't include the ring because I was like, maybe I'm saying too much now. But the ring specifically, we, my, my family decided to watch it on an Easter Sunday, and we were like, let's watch. Everybody <laughs> gathered around and watched the ring, and I couldn't look at TVs. I didn't want to look at. We didn't want to take showers anymore. Like, <laughs> I feel <laughs> you, David.
3: <laughs> what a bold Easter movie!
1: I know. That is the wildest family Easter event I've ever heard of. What do you guys watch on Christmas?
2: I, you know, I don't, we're, we are kind of crazy, I guess. But I mean, ever since then, like, I just can't watch The Grudge. I can't watch The Ring. It terrifies me. I can't look at Wells. Like, long black hair scares me.
1: And that was such a, that was such a J-horror thing. Like, very angry dead girls with long hair. There's so many movies where she was wronged and her hair is past her butt and she's coming for you. Like, <laughs> That's like a constant.
0: She has amazing I, hair, takes care of it so well. But
1: she's gonna kill you. So. David, I would love to know if there was a point in your life where you were able to uh overcome this fear of scary uh horror horror teens.
3: Still terrified of teenagers. I uh can't say <laughs> that I've ever overcome that. Um valid. <laughs> I uh I think it, it, it really kind of hit a boiling point or it kind of uh, it, it was at its worst when um, I had this old cat when I was a kid that um, as I started getting a little older and it started getting a little older, it would let out these. We had to kind of keep it in the bathroom at night. Otherwise, it kind of might throw up around the house or something. And it would start to let out these cries. And I remember the first time that I really noticed it. It, there was like a human quality to it. And I could have thought I could have sworn I was hearing this muffled kind of like ah, ah, coming from my bathroom at night and it shook me. I was shocked. It was the most terrified. I uh, visceral fear that I had ever felt in my life. Um, and when I realized it was the cat later, um, I mean, that didn't quell it uh, after it kept on happening. Uh, but but I feel like, I, you know, at that point, there was, I said, okay, well, anything kind of creepy in this house, probably just the cat. Don't have to worry about it. And slowly I, and then the cat died, and, you know, I, I, I became, I was victorious over my cat. <laughs> we um, were happy that the cat died. Yeah, it was kind of a relief. Yeah. Uh,
0: or not, because oh you can't blame all the things in your house on the cat anymore. Were you
1: worried after the cat, eventually, RIP was deceased? Were you worried that you would still keep hearing that noise?
3: There was a small fear there. Uh, It did not happen. But at that point, it's the cast ghost. It's a friendly cat. I don't think that, you know, I don't have to worry. It's a benevolent (laughs) ghost.
0: So now that we've kind of talked to you guys about the things that you feared in the past... You know, you're part of a show that is all about fear. First, before we get into what you think is the scariest part of the show, I'm just curious, like, what did you guys think when you read this script for the first time? Were you like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe that, like, I might be, you know, on a show that is such extreme things happening. What was your favorite part? What What was the thing that scared you, I guess, the most in the pilot when you were holding that script? Or what was the thing that excited you the most, rather, in
1: the pilot? Yes, David, would love to hear from you on that, if you don't mind.
3: Um, I thought it was so exciting that it was this kind of, um, you know, show featuring these teenagers, but it had all these cool genre elements, and it kind of goes to some dark, interesting places, um, and has a cool mystery at its center. Um, Yeah, I I think it's, I just thought it was really cool that they were, um, imbuing this show with all these things that I think that it appeals to, um, you know, a wide variety of people and that we, you know, Leslie and I get to, uh, get to lead people into the fray. I thought, like, you know, it's fun to, um, to be, be a big a showman and kind of the center of attention.
1: <laughs> and Leslie, what about you? What did you, what did you think of reading something, a script that was so scary and something that you might end up working on?
2: You know, I, the first thing I think about is just like the audition process. I remember like just receiving sides to audition and being like getting like those full body. I don't know if you guys get those, but I get like full body like shakes. And like I just, I still don't watch a lot of horror anything. And like so <laughs> to read a script and I'm like, ooh, this is creepy. This is crazy. This is wild, you know. Um, And then to be a part of it and see it happening, I'm it. It was like even surreal to. I know. I mean, I we knew what was going on <laughs> like while we were filming. But even then, it was like creepy to me, like crazy. Like, this is crazy. And even watching the show now, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like nervous. I'm like sitting there just like I'm terrified.
0: Well, now these people it's are your amazing. friends yeah. and co-workers who are doing these crazy things. So I can imagine yeah. you're like, wait, I'm a little concerned about you, actually. Yeah. i watching. It's like a
1: visceral reaction you can't control. David, do you have any ready to go? Your... Uh, Top three scariest panic challenges.
3: I would be happy to take the baton, Leslie. Um, there is a challenge where the players have to um, trespass onto someone's property and perhaps even break into their home and take things from um, the 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 space. And what they are not prepared for is that uh, the owner is ready for them or or uh, you know is is uh, has his defenses up and and he start uh, and it gets it gets a little dicey. Um, so that is kind of terrifying to me yeah. because then I feel like I'm on you know the tail end of home alone um and uh that's not a good place to be (laughs) you don't want to be the person who is um you know doing the home invading when uh you know they're they're ready for you so that sounds a little frightening
1: i think we have to acknowledge that david i hate to be the one to tell you this i think you may also be afraid of the movie home alone (laughs) yeah
0: it's happened quite a few times what is it about what when did home alone hurt you that's all we want to know
3: Home Alone was one of the few VHSs that we would bring onto like road trips, so I have seen that movie countless times, um, and I guess has probably really sunk somewhere deep in my (laughs) psyche. But I can't, you know, I can't tell who I who I feel for more, uh, Kevin, you know, or these two bungling burglars who just get uh, ruthlessly eviscerated. (laughs)
0: Someone made this Aww. hilarious trailer about it was, if Home Alone is a horror movie. Yeah, it's really not that different. It's just like a few music cues, and that's what makes it different. It is literally a soundtrack
1: is. away from being a horror movie. Like when exactly. he, the part where the the one thief is barefoot now and he steps on that nail, that was scary. That scared me as you you watch it sink into his foot. Like that's terrifying.
0: That happens in a quiet place. And everyone freaked out. That was, like, the scariest part of A Quiet Place. And yet in Humble we were like, ha, ha, ha. He was bad, so it's not scary at all. (laughs) I don't know.
3: The same exact thing. And also, let's say he survives, you know, that didn't look like a clean nail. He could have tetanus, you know? He's doing some real damage on these guys.
1: Yes, he's ruining them from the inside out and giving them tetanus. Um, Like, electrocuting them, right? They fully get electrocuted at one point. It's literally
0: the Very movie. creative. It's the movie Don't Breathe, if you guys have seen that movie. It's literally that movie. I just, really this is all just coming into my brain right now. Yeah, Home Alone is scary. Home Alone is scary if you're the part of the burglars and the kid, I guess. But I think yeah. we should be a little bit more sympathetic to the wet bandits.
3: And also, just one more thing on Home Alone. Poor Buzz, whose room just gets trashed. <laughs> His tarantula is on the loose, you know. And that was his pet. He had a lot of love for that thing. Okay, last word. On.
1: Oh, oh, oh my God! The inner sibling dynamics that they need to go to family therapy immediately, immediately. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, okay. We have one more scary panic moment from each of you. One more uh, thing that if you had to do this in real life, you'd be like, "No, chilling. I can't do that. I'm out. I lose the panic game. I'm out."
3: There is a um personal challenge that someone has to that's do uh, later that's on in the say. show um, where someone is given some mystery pills and told to take them. And I don't trust that. <laughs> uh, that's not uh, my speed. I don't want to do that. I'm just not interested.
2: I promise. Leslie, you're nodding. Before you said that, I was thinking about that scene. And like that individual challenge in particular I was like mm um yeah you don't know you don't know (laughs) exactly I think
0: that what's interesting about this also is anybody who has not watched the show yet will be listening to this and will be like wait mystery pills like ooh who's gonna get that personal challenge who would that be the worst thing for like who's the person who really couldn't
1: handle that I mean my mind immediately goes to what if it's just an extreme laxative that's where I go. <laughs> but imagine, imagine if
0: that's all. It's just embarrassing for you. Like that's just the whole thing. Just it's saying. like,
3: um, did you got? It's like the like the real life like birdie bots, like the Harry Potter beans. You know where yes. like maybe you get like cotton candy, or maybe you'd have like the booger bean. You know, it, it, there's a really wide range. Could be anything.
0: Those are yeah, those are real. Like they used to sell them. I remember in movie theaters. And I remember thinking, even as a kid, like, who – I understand, oh, you bought – like, you know, I bought a box or whatever, and we, my family would be like, oh, ha, ha like, oh, this one's gross. But who would, like, choose to eat those in a movie theater? Be like, <laughs> oh, I'm enjoying my movie. Oh, this tastes like boogers. Like, oh, this tastes like earwax, which, like, is disgusting. <laughs> who is that, enjoying that as a movie snack?
3: It is a fun um, novelty snack exactly one time and anyone who (laughs) continues to do so is sadistic and and likes when their food pranks them, which that's, you know, I want to feel safe uh, when I'm eating.
1: Especially in the dark. Like, why? Like, why are you doing this? uh, It's really making sense to me that both of you play MCs on this show and and you're kind of doing what what we do for this podcast, you do for the show. (laughs)
0: amazing we don't kill anyone by accident though on our show so so that's on you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it makes sense leslie do you have one more or did are you going with mystery
1: pill are you team mystery pill
2: team mystery pill and you know that took me um that took me to a moment um in my childhood when i was given chocolate laxatives um (gasps) oh no I thought it was chocolate. A big chocolate fan. Huge. Um, me too. That, you know, you don't want to trust mystery anything. <laughs> You're like, wait, I'm sorry. What Agreed. is happening to me? Yeah. So when we talked about like, for all you know, it could be a laxative, but it could also be something crazier than a laxative, you know, too. <laughs> Personal opinion.
0: <but laughs> did you know that it was a chocolate? Like, did was somebody pranking Absol- you, I guess, is yes. my question. Yes. <gasps> Someone was pranking you? Yeah. Oh this my god. Re- this real. That's horrible. I hope they feel really bad. I hope they listen to this and they feel really guilty for rooting chocolate for you.
2: You know, if you're listening to this, I forgive you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh nice I, I probably wouldn't, honestly. <laughs> I probably wouldn't.
3: Leslie's <laughs> gonna embrace it. Leslie's gonna give a big hug, you know, scratch them, <laughs> scratch their head, and and everything's good. And, that, and they're a big fan of Leslie again. That's how it works.
0: <laughs> I think it was the brown recluse spider that did that. Honestly, I think that (laughs) they also gave you chocolate laxatives. So that it's really, really tried to ruin your life. I'm convinced it's your enemy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, guys, um, this is, you know, this has been one, first of all, so fun. You guys are amazing. This has been so fun. I love hearing about all the things that terrified you in childhood and now. And also really getting to know Leslie's, like, you know, positive attitude on life. I think that's amazing.
1: It's like a sweet, sweet combination of David's wit and Leslie's just unending positivity that makes for a Dream Team MC moment. It's
0: amazing. Yeah. Uh, Well, so this show is streaming now, currently all 10 episodes. It was created by Lauren Oliver. It's based on her book. So if you guys... You know, maybe you can't handle, you can't handle watching things, but you want to read the book. It's, you know, there's this book. Um, but I hope that you guys watch it because, one, I mean, David and Leslie, now you know them so well. Can't wait to meet their counterparts on this show um, and also see some very terrifying things, some of which are mystery pills, some of which are heights challenges. Yeah, I mean, yeah, do you guys have anything that you want to plug Let's hear your social medias. Yes.
1: What's going on, guys? Where can our lovely <laughs> listeners find you?
3: I am on um, Instagram at uh, D-A-W Thompson. Um, nothing to plug. Watch the show. It's a lot of fun. I hope you guys really love it.
2: And you can also find me on Instagram. I am at Leal. That's L-E-A-L, Leslie Ann. And also plugging the show. <laughs> And my great friends in it and this podcast. Thanks for having us. This is so cool.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. This is fantastic. You guys are fantastic. Panic is fantastic. And yeah, thank you for for sharing your fears. uh, Don't trust Macaulay Culkin. I think that's, yeah, that's the ethos of this whole podcast. Do not (laughs) trust Macaulay Culkin. And get your tetanus (laughs) shot. (laughs)
3: the two the two big ones
1: (laughs) that's the takeaway well thank you david thank you leslie you're both awesome and i'm ready to binge panic tonight i feel like i'm ready now that
3: you've talked me through it a little bit amazing thank you guys thank you so much for having us this was so fun thank you
0: thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode of scaredy chat we hope that you enjoyed all of our talk about panic and please, if you like this episode, don't forget to do at least one of these things. Share this podcast with someone you think will like it. Go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. We'd be so thankful. And also, if you want to stay in touch with us, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at scaredychat underscore podcast. And if you want to be a part of the show, send us an email. We're at story at scaredychatpod.com. <laughs>
1: Security Chat was developed and hosted by Caitlin Riley and Monica Moore Suryagi. Produced by Jeff Swimmer. Editing and sound design by Fitz Harris. Theme music by Eric Fashingbauer, with samples by Jeff Zahn and Jack Lenz. And Gail Gilman is the executive producer.
3: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich.